0: dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I am your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 58 of the podcast. And welcome back, everybody. I am thrilled as fuck to be here. And we are going to be talking about assertiveness today. And I was inspired to talk about this topic right in the middle of recording last week's podcast. actually been struggling a little bit with topic ideas to come up with. Um, so the the fact that this one struck me right as I was talking to you guys made me think, you know what, this is something I want to talk about. Uh, it's something that I used to discuss in a lot of uh, mental health groups I used to run for people with mental illness. And I think it could apply to people that, you know, don't have any kind of diagnosis either. I think assertiveness is uh, something that people could be working on from two different angles and uh and i'll get into that in a little bit but first a couple of side notes we are in week 13 that's uh pretty close to the end of the semester right uh we have two more weeks which means we have after today two more podcasts left this semester and then uh we'll be taking a little break from college student success podcast for you to celebrate your uh holidays and enjoy some time with family and friends enjoy your winter break not think about goal setting for a little bit and maybe you might be but uh you won't be hearing about it here for a little while while I recharge my batteries as well but I'm excited to uh you know finish out this season strong and come back to you next season I actually have an idea for a multi-part series that came to me this week so I'll be doing that and uh, I'll talk about that Uh, maybe I'll drop a little a little nugget uh, at the end of the uh last episode for this season which will be episode 60 but who knows I don't know but I was happy I came up with uh, that idea and um the home exercise for today will actually relate not really to assertiveness but to next week's topic which I'll get to in a little while as well another small topic I just wanted to mention I'm really psyched because it's not uh, related to the goal I set for our uh, fall semester here but I had another goal that we had set. I had actually set this goal years ago. We have in our house a, an attic space that is it's pretty big, and um, it was purple. <laughs> uh, and as some of you longtime listeners know, I podcast up in my attic, actually in the walk-in closet, and uh, that was really the most used room up here in the attic for the longest time because it was purple (laughs) and it was cold and, you know, a purple cold room just didn't inspire much in the way of wanting to spend time up here. And we didn't really need the space either. So over time, as we've grown uh, and acquired more stuff and just uh, been thinking, it's like, you know, we'd like to get that room painted the attic because, you know, it would be nice to just have a a fresh start and and kind of turn it into a space. And that is what we did. We actually bought the paint over two years ago. To start this project so this goal has been a long time running and uh, last weekend we finished it up uh, it was actually yeah the weekend before Thanksgiving and then we had the carpets cleaned and it's done and I, I have a little office space up here now and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do up my podcasting studio a little bit more so I'm really excited to have this space I was working up here on schoolwork kind of stuff and uh, I got a new desk chair and it just is like ah feels nice to be in the space and it's just amazing what a coat of paint will do uh, to turn it into some, uh, you know, more inviting, warm, clean, you know, there was lots of like holes in the wall and stuff and it's just like nice and fresh. So goal achieved for me, I wanted to share with you guys and kind of just highlight the fact that the reason I bring it up is because I set that goal over two damn years ago. And I guess we had lofty things, you know, lofty ideas, but it just never materialized. I think out of, there was no real need for it. And when you don't have a need to change, it really can make the, whatever the goal that you think you want kind of suffer because in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I don't really need to do that. You know, um, I, I had plenty of space and we were coming from a small space. So in the beginning when we moved in here, it felt huge. And it was only because we had a need, a renewed need to change with me working from home and, and just needing a space. And also we got a new bed and sort of that gave us this extra bed. And we we're like, well, we could turn, now we can really turn that space into a uh, second bedroom or a spare bedroom for someone to sleep in as well as the office. Anyway, I haven't gone on about my office too long. I'm really fucking psyched. I am um, I bring it up because of I wanted to highlight um, readiness to change. And somehow, and sometimes the, the goal really doesn't materialize. And you might be asking yourself in the back of your mind, like, why isn't this happened? Like, I even bought the pain. It's like, I could just do it. And it was like, I really didn't need it. I didn't need to change. And then when the need to change in, increased, it really spurred me into action. So consider that if you are struggling to uh, follow through on any goals you have for yourselves right now, and you're like, maybe if you do want it, but you don't really need it. So with that, I want to transition into our topic of the day from Reddit. And like I've been doing, I sort of just uh, called this from multiple people talking about it rather than any one specific thread. So I don't have any, any posts to read you today, but it's just about housing. A lot of questions about housing I've seen on here recently. And I wanted to just touch on it a little bit because I actually, uh, I was just lecturing on, on housing last night in my uh, one of my classes. And I was talking about how shelter, or the roof over your head, is such a base level need. And if you don't feel secure in your housing, uh, and if you don't feel comfortable and safe, then uh, it's very hard to go about any other kind of recovery processes with real conviction and meaning. So if you think about it, we talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs way back. And I will link to that episode in today's show notes. Um, And I talked about how in that there's a triangle of what the hierarchy is. And at the base of the triangle is, you know, the fattest part. It's usually the foundation for all the other needs on top of it. Uh, And the base level needs are things like water, food, shelter clothing you know the things that anyone would need to survive uh let alone thrive so you think about it, food and water okay and then shelter housing you know that's that's what comes up next and there's a lot of questions from students about housing on campus housing or off campus housing you know that's one question so i i'm not going to be giving any kind of hard sp- hard and fast suggestions i just want to give you guys some things things some things to think about uh, as you may consider housing in the future and what you really need or what you really want. So some of the you know most important things are obviously you're going to want a, f- a place that's safe. Um, if you feel like you are unsafe where you live, it's very hard, as I said, to kind of have any meaningful change in any area, other area of your life if you're constantly worried about that. So getting into a safe uh, and then place where it does have some sort of level of preference. Um, You know, if you wanted to have a say in where you live, uh, off campus housing is going to be a better option. On campus definitely has its pluses. Um, The biggest one is convenience, um, because you're so near everything in most cases. Um, But the selection is usually very, um, (laughs) there is none, right? You're usually assigned um, a place you may have, you know, the ability to choose amongst, you know, several different buildings. But it's very hard to say, you know, I want a room, you know, with this on it, because all the rooms are the same, you know, there's not much differentiation. It's even hard in some places to say I want a, a a ground floor, you know, versus a a room high up. Sometimes they can accommodate you. I think if you have special needs and a documented, you know, disability or reason for that, but um, you're not going to have any kind of real preference when uh, ability very minimal to be able to choose. So um, just be aware of that, you know, you there are a lot of reasons to to select on campus housing. if, If having you know certain things isn't really that big a deal to you uh, in favor again of convenience and just being around other students off campus does allow you that that ability to say I want to live in this part of town or this part of you know the uh, campus area Uh, I want to live with by myself or I want to live with uh, one other person or I want to live with uh, six or seven other people which I actually did for a while there Um, so consider that when you are thinking about whether to go off campus, uh, or remain on campus. And then the hidden expenses do come along with that flexibility. So, um, you know, one of the nice things with on campus housing is it's sort of all included in the bill, so to speak, you know, Um, in most cases, whereas when you decide to move off campus, now you're responsible for extra costs in terms of utilities and security deposit and any kind of um, uh, accidents that may occur you know which would cause you to lose your security deposit you know you just have a bit more responsibility Uh, and with that responsibility comes the the likelihood that you can test the limits of your independence you know on campus, you, you still have maybe in some cases reliance on people to cook for you, like you have a dining plan, um, because you may if you're living on campus not have access to a full kitchen. Uh, so when you move off campus, or if you just happen to live on your own, you know, moving from say your parents to an off campus apartment, um, you it will test your independence in a good way. Um, and you learn things like how to cook and if you haven't done laundry or coordinating everything, you know, each little thing you've probably done, you know, growing up or had people show you, but it's now kind of putting them all together, having a plan to tackle each thing um, in a way that also allows you to spend time on the main shit you need to be doing, right? Succeeding in college so the independence is uh, a great life skill but it comes at a price in that you have to manage it all (laughs) so uh consider that as well um but above all if you're not satisfied in your housing if you're feeling unsafe and i i mean unsafe it could be physical safety right it's a dangerous area or there's somebody you know that's um threatening you uh then that's an obvious need but I mean safety too and just um feeling emotionally safe as well I remember a time in my life when I did not feel emotionally safe in the place where I was living and it was uh it was something I'll never forget thankfully it's the only time that's ever happened and it was very it was a pretty short-lived experience it was only maybe a month I think and, uh, it happened to be when I was in college and it was, uh, it just put me in a place where I didn't feel comfortable in the house because, um, there was some bad blood. Let's put it that way. And even though I didn't think the person or people were going to harm me, um, they made it uncomfortable, uncomfortable enough for me that I couldn't concentrate. You know, I couldn't, you know, attend to the things that I needed to and ended up spending a lot of time out of the house, you know, at other friends' houses or, you know, library or whatever else, wherever else I could be as a student. So above all, that's sort of the advice I have is that um, if you're in that kind of situation or you feel like it's approaching that, uh, figure out a way to get out of it. Okay. Uh, Hope this helps all right let's get into our topic today it's assertiveness and i started to explain it a little bit last week how it's on the spectrum and there are sort of two things you're trying to balance and most people if not all kind of fall on one side of this spectrum most of the time right so if you think of we have like a a continuum a line and assertiveness would be in the middle you know assertiveness being able to get your point in a way uh, get your point across and communicate in a way that is not too passive which would be one end of the spectrum being passive letting someone walk all over you being like this sort of extreme version of that uh, so it's a delicate balance of being passive and on the opposite end of the spectrum being too aggressive right Uh, So if you can kind of find that middle point between passivity, passiveness and aggression in the middle is, you know, that that perfect balance assertiveness where you are just uh, confident enough to be able to make your point in a respectful way without feeling like somebody is taking advantage of you or that you are accepting in some way of something that you do not feel you deserve. All right, so you may be thinking to yourself, like, how assertive am I? I don't freaking know, you know. Um, Some of you may think, like, I know I'm too aggressive or I know I'm too passive, but I don't know how much. So I was interested in that for myself as well. I took an assertiveness quiz, and I linked to a couple of those today in the show notes one is a psychology today test uh, that is that can be done online and will give you sort of an idea afterwards it was about 20 questions of you know your general level of assertiveness um, but I won't talk about that one I'm going to talk about the other one it's from oaktreecounseling.com and this one was one where you could it was not uh, scored online you had to basically write down, items on a piece of paper and then score it yourself but i just wanted to kind of run through the questions in this quiz so that you can get an idea of what it means to be assertive and then we'll talk about assertiveness specifically from a college standpoint so scenario one you're in a restaurant and you order a steak medium rare and it's served to you well done would you a accept it since you've sort of like it well done anyway B. Angrily refuse the steak and insist on seeing the manager to complain about the poor service. Or C. Call the waiter and indicate you ordered your steak, medium rare, then turn it back. Okay, so in every one of these, sort of A is the passive answer, you know, accept it, and since you sort of like it, well done anyway. B is the more aggressive answer you know, angrily refuse it, see the manager complain, and then C is usually the just right slash assertive way, you know, call the waiter over indicate you ordered your steak medium rare and then turn it back. So for that one, actually, I would tend toward the passive side, I would probably accept it in most cases, if it was some if it was edible. (laughs) Um, Not because I'm a passive person because but just because if I send it back now, whoever it is I'm eating with is feeling weird, and that we're not eating together, because it's going to take, you know, 15 fucking minutes to cook another steak. And I'd rather I would rather the experience of eating with the person to me in most cases is more important. Sharing the meal together is more important than having the perfect steak. You know, I'm just you know, I don't care, <laughs> um, and that's kind of the point I want to get across for you, for people today when it comes to assertiveness. Is there can be just areas of your life that you're a bit more passive about, and that's okay. You know, because it's it brings you back to this you know old school cliche of you know you got to pick your battles, and I, I really truly believe that. It's like. If you walk around trying to pick every battle <laughs> or insisting you have everything your way, it's like you just waste a lot of time. And I don't know. You, you just, I don't like dealing with people like that. But on the other hand, there are certain th- sectors of your life where you probably tend to be more on the aggressive side um, in that you or and maybe I should say assertive side, in that you are sort of more fastidious about having things your way. Or standing up for yourself, or making sure that your opinion was heard correctly. So that's why I that I term this one in terms terms of practicality and also about my larger values. Um, in that I would just bow out and probably be passive there, and uh, I'm okay with that. I don't need to be assertive there. Number two, you're a customer waiting in line to be served. Suddenly, someone steps in line ahead of you. Would you a let the person be ahead of you since they're already in line? B pull the person out of line, make them go to the back. C indicate to the person that you are in line and point where it begins. Um, This one it would be pretty easy for me to do. C the assertive thing and indicate you know sorry you I'm actually in line you know lines back here, no problem there. Um, Let's look at number three. After walking out of a store where you purchase some items, you discover you were shortchanged. You would, A, let it go since you're already out of the store and have no proof you were shortchanged, B, go to the manager, indicate you were cheated by the cleric, then demand the proper change, or C, return to the cleric and inform him of the error. Now, this is another one for me, personally speaking, it would be a, you know, it depends type of thing. If I was shortchanged by a quarter, or even like less than a dollar, most cases, I'd be like, fuck it, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, My time is worth more than that amount of money to go in and haggle with the person. um, To me, to others, they would probably go in. If it was enough money, I certainly would, you know, if it was like $5, oh, yeah, I'm going back in. And then if the person tells me you're full of shit, then I would uh, speak to the manager. just about all cases. Maybe if I was a little unsure of myself, I might, you know, and maybe not. It was, again, most of this is it depends. But the point is, um, for, for people, it depends based on your values, you know, in this case, in this situation, the value of my time is more important than being right. And you have to make those decisions for yourself when it comes to this decision of should I be assertive right now in this situation? Should I let it go? Or should I kind of be a little over the top because that's fucked up, right? Um, there certainly is a time for aggression um, if it isn't sort of um, intentional in a way that you want to kind of set the record straight. And if the person hasn't been listening to you in your assertive style, then sometimes they will only respond to a more aggressive style. And if that's what's needed, I don't like to be uh, aggressive. And I, I, I don't think anyone that knows me would consider me to be an aggressive person. But I've certainly been aggressive when I needed to be, right? Um, all right, let's look at another one. You're in the middle of watching a very interesting television program when your spouse comes in and asks you for a favor. You would A, do the favor as quickly as possible, then return to the program, finish watching it, B, say no, then watch, the, then finish watching it. C, ask if it can wait until the program is over and then do it. Um, this one, again, for me, it would be, and it depends, if, it, if depending on the favor, right? Um, if it was the seventh game of the World Series in the bottom of the ninth, and she was like, can you do this for me? I'd be able to look at her and communicate in a way without even speaking. Uh, it would be like, uh, and she'd be like, all right, I got it (laughs) because we just know each other that well. Um, if it was a really super important thing, I wouldn't even hesitate, you know, um, you know, Derek, your son needs you right now. Oh, fucking K let's go. Um, game can wait. Or it's like, can you go get the laundry from the basement? Uh, Can I wait until the commercial? Is that cool? who's not going to say yes to that most people would be flexible right um but that's that's more the passive thing—is to do the favor as quickly as possible Uh, a lot of times i would just because i don't mind because tv isn't really that important to me and that's where you know again values come in it says it was interesting but (laughs) there's so little interesting shit on tv that i don't think there's much that could interest me that much that i could be like oh can you fucking wait on that chore like i'm really into this fucking nova documentary on uh you know sunspots you know it just i don't know anyway number five here's a good one is this one's this one's hard a friend drops in to say hello stays too long and prevents you from finishing an important work project or let's say school project right this one is and I think people can relate to right you're working on something and you're like shit I gotta get this done and somebody then interrupts you you know you say it's a dorm and they come in and they're talking with you or if you are living off campus say you're home with family and your you know family member comes in and wants to have a conversation um, do you let the person stay finish your work another time that would be the passive thing to do B, tell the person to stop bothering you and get out. The more aggressive thing or C explain you need to finish your work and request he or she visit another time. Right. And if you are thinking like, Yeah, I would want to say C. uh, But I would probably say a I would probably do a instead because I don't know how to explain in a nice way the need to finish work. And, you know, I'm afraid that my friend is going to take it the wrong way and say, oh, that guy's an asshole. I'm not coming back to him. So hold on to that if that's you, because we're going to come to some you know ways to work on assertiveness. Let me just run through a couple more of these questions. First, you ask a gas station attendant for $5 worth of gas. However, he fills up your tank by mistake and asks for $12. This has actually happened to me. Uh, what would you do? Would you pay the $12 since the gas is already in your tank and you'll eventually need it anyway? Would you demand to see the manager and protest being ripped off? Or would you indicate you only requested $5 worth of gas and give him only $5? <laughs> so when it happened to me, I paid the $12 um, because I did need it anyway. And I normally do fill up. I don't remember why I hadn't at that time. Um, But if I only had five bucks, (laughs) then I'd be like, sorry, dude, you're shit out of luck, right? Um, And this comes to me really, again, with the value of just like, well, if I get the extra gas anyway, it's going to be that much longer before I have to come back to this freaking gas station. Um, And that's kind of sometimes more important to me than being right, right, which would be... The, the sort of like person coming at them, like, sorry, I was very specific and it's your loss. Some people have no problem with that, and that's totally fine. And I might in some cases, depending on how much money it was. But in a lot of cases, I would take the value of, like, nope, again, my time is more important than arguing about being right. So that's really kind of the the take home point I want to talk about with these. I'm not going to read any more. Um, you could take the quiz yourself and score yourself. And I will include this quiz also in the show notes. But I want to talk a little bit about what you can do now. So how can people become more assertive, right? And a lot of times, at least when I worked in running groups about this, people generally tended more towards the passive side. I'm not sure why that was. Than the aggressive side. But this works for both groups, right? If you tend to be in those B categories, I never answered any B answers for that quiz, the aggressive ones. That's just not my nature. Some people out there do probably tend toward the aggressive versus the passive. And those people need to work on kind of re centering themselves, right? Going back to that assertiveness in the middle. So, how do we do that? How can we come more assertive? All right, so take a self-assessment. Great. We just did that. I'd advise you guys to take one for yourself or take both of them and see. I tended to be, you know, in the middle and, and pretty assertive by taking both of them. Um, be patient with yourself as you learn new skills. This is sort of a universal suggestion, piece of advice type thing. Um, but it is hard to change these things about yourself, especially if you're 20 or older, which most people I think in this audience are, and you have already ad- adapted a style of about you. You you have a, a, a passive nature to you or an aggressive nature, you know, and it's going to be hard to work to change that even when you want to, even if you have a need to change it, you know, like maybe you're in a new job and you you know, you see that you're going to clash with this boss, but you really the job is really important to you. You know, all of a sudden, now you have a need to change, like we talked about, you know, in the beginning, when I talked about achieving my goal with the, uh, with the attic. Here's another one communicate with others in specific, clear and precise ways. I want to please do not. I appreciate it when you I have a different opinion. I think that blah, blah, blah. So a lot of times, I think there's so much left unsaid because people just assume the other person understands what's not being said, when in reality, bringing that to the surface and putting it out there, and sometimes it's like you're being a little Captain Obvious about it, and you might feel that way as bringing it up, but it really does sort of clear the air because people may, despite you thinking you are being crystal fucking clear when it comes to the body language or, or the, the undertones or sarcasm, whatever, Um, Sometimes you do need to put it out there and be like, this is what I'm actually saying right now. It really helps. Uh, Use I statements to express that you are uh, what you're saying is your opinion from your frame of reference. Examples, I feel upset when I think blah, uh, when I think I'm being ignored. Um, When you use you statements, like you shouldn't ignore me, you make me so sad. Such statements make someone feel like you are pointing fingers and they are more likely to respond with a defensive reaction. That to me I think is one of the most important rules when it comes to communication in any case. Use I statements. Don't say you need to. It just doesn't get you anywhere. Consider following up with a request with compromise. I'd be willing to give you the time you need to be alone if you set up a time to spend with me later. You know, compromise. Ask for feedback from others about how clear you are, about how the other person sees the situation, or about what they want to do about it. So, afterwards, finding out from the person, like, hey, how did this work out? You know, and you could be upfront and be like, I'm really trying to get better at, you know, stating how I'm feeling and, and telling people what my needs are in a clear way. And it would really help me if you could just kind of give me some feedback. Like, did I do that well with you? Did I was there anything that you were like unclear about with what I was what my intentions were? That might you're gonna need to kind of feel out and, and it's gonna be dependent upon the person, right? You may not do this with everybody. Um, but you can do this with people that you have a real good level of comfort with. Be aware of your nonverbal behaviors. We've touched on that. You know, it's this idea of like, you know, when you stand there with your arms crossed, you might just be like, oh, my arms were tired. (laughs) And the other person's interpreting as like, they're really defensive right now, because that's a sort of a defensive posture position. Uh, Realize that saying no does not imply that you are rejecting the other person. You're simply refusing a request. This is one that I still struggle with, um, but I feel like I've gotten markedly better at in the last year, specifically. I think it comes with confidence, so this is a harder one. I think you so you may have to try some of the other ones first uh, and get good with those before this one, because it's just still hard to say no. <laughs> um, but I think really kind of framing it like that is like you're not rejecting them. You are basically saying, no to a request Um, prepare for others response to your changes know that it is normal for the other person to try and maintain the status quo which is what is familiar to them change is hard right tell my son this all the time it may be harder to stick with your no the first couple of times you say it to people and they may even respond to pleading begging cajoling compliments or other forms of manipulation that's all that bullshit is assertively stand your ground let them know that you know how hard it is to deal with your change and let them know you need to say no to be good to yourself yeah who's going to be able to argue with that i need to do this for myself you yeah. know uh learn to take genuine compliments from others a simple thank you you just made my day i appreciate what you're saying um can you know just get the point across but actually like don't dismiss it as like oh i was just dumb luck or you know anyone could have done that really if somebody takes the time to compliment you it's probably for a really good reason so don't overlook it uh let's do one or two more of these learn to give and receive constructive criticism from others um this is one that i i talk about in class with my students as we uh discuss uh, ways to give feedback from supervisors in internships and on practicum sites. And so this is one that a lot of students have as a goal in that class. And uh, it's hard because, you know, if, if you if your tendency is to be defensive, this makes it even harder. Uh, and then evaluate your expectations about what you want from other people. Were these res- were these expectations reasonable? Uh, you may have to adjust them. So to close, I just want to focus a little bit on assertiveness in college. Um, I really think that there are three main groups of people that college students often have to consider their assertiveness around: their friends, which we touched on. It's really hard to say no to friends. Um, peer pressure is enormous, and people's acceptance and re- or rejection of others just means so much to people that it is such a delicate line that I understand why people stray or or have trouble being their true assertive selves when they are dealing with friends. So this is this is challenging. I know, I would really fall back on the I statements in these cases, you know, instead of the, you know, you make me feel it's like, I feel this way when this happens. You know, very simple. Uh, makes you much more of an observer than a a person pointing fingers second group is going to be teachers deans you know people in the college system right Um, there are times when your rights will be compromised you know especially people that have a disability you know I see it sadly even in my own school Um, and there may have been just a tendency to be passive in the past, because it was easy. Um, Or maybe you overreacted and reacted the wrong way and were were too aggressive. Um, Neither really gets you what you need, right, which is the success in college, right. So teachers will respect you if you respect them in most cases. Um, And the same goes for administrators if teachers do not happen to fall in that group. And are disrespectful to you Um, but they're just people too Um, you may think that they have the ability to fuck your lives over by giving you f's but there are systems in place to contest grades and they can't just give you an f if you don't deserve an f so um, know that and know what your rights are Um, and then the third group is parents you know and this is more for my younger listeners um i've read a lot on reddit that Parents, you know, this is the transition time between, you know, a lot of times being told what to do by your parents and kind of assuming that assertiveness to say, no, I'm an adult now, actually. So I think I'm going to do it this way. And that's okay now, guys and girls. Uh, And it may feel funny to do it first. And your parents may react negatively. um, But just think about what we said before about change is hard. Right. They're used to being in that role with you. Of telling you what to do and you listening to them and them you know giving out consequences in some cases if you do not and all of a sudden now they have to respect you in a different way you need to respect them too um so it need it necessitates you being clear in your communication and you know what what you need from them and and how you can still be you know a good child to them um But just, you know, that one, I I do fall back on that suggestion of like, understand where they're coming from, in that they only knew it one way, for the longest time. And now they're going to see you as sort of more an equal. And that change in that relationship is sometimes a little hard. So anyway, that is today's topic. Hope you got something out of it today. Um, this is a topic I have uh, struggled with myself. Uh, I know that I tend to be on the passive side. Uh, and sometimes I've looked back on decisions I've made and said, shit, you know, why couldn't I have spoken up? Uh, it's something I'm getting better at. Um, and I think that even just kind of doing the research for the show today has kind of led me into some even some more insights about myself and how I can, you know, kind of strive for that optimal part po- point in the middle of being not too passive um, and definitely not too aggressive so with that uh, home exercise for today again as i hinted at in the beginning of the episode doesn't at all relate to um to assertiveness i don't have an assignment to give you like go out and be more assertive um, that just it seems like it would ring hollow and a lot of these suggestions I gave are sort of more long term, like you may not need to be assertive in this next week. So the assignment that I would give you related to assertiveness may not apply. So instead, I'm going to try and prime you for next week's episode, we're going to be talking about self awareness. And so I was just listening to the Gary Vaynerchuk podcast, which uh, he used to do the Ask Gary V show which I guess is over. He's done with it. Um, but he still puts out little things, talks that he does and stuff on his um, podcast. So I left a link in the show notes for one he just released, which is actually one chapter of his audio book um, that had come out and I had done a an episode on in the past, I believe. Um, but this is just the episode, just the chapter on self-awareness. It's about 22 or 23 minutes long. So it's not, it's shorter than my podcast's. Um, but I think you'll get something out of it. Um, and you won't know if you're going to get something out of it if you are not self aware. Uh, so give it a listen and see what you think of Gary Vee. And uh, come on back next week now, why don't you? Uh, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I will see you guys next week for week 14 as we are heading down the home stretch. Peace.